Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The New England Patriots will head to Pittsburgh today to take on them Stillers, but we need to look back before we look ahead. Gresh, Keith, and Wiggy here with you on this NFL Sunday. We've got you until 1235 when we hand it off to Boston Red Sox baseball. And, boys, the Patriots went to Miami and uh, lost 20-7. to And let's jump right into one thing that I think a lot of people picked up on last week after the game, Bill Belichick with some very interesting comments about not only the way his team played, but a couple of plays during that game. You know, obviously disappointing start here. Um, it's really a pretty even game. Two big plays, 14 points really skewed the game. Um, you know, moved the ball. We couldn't couldn't get any points, enough points, and we got into their territory. We got in there um, six, seven times, whatever it was. Ended up with seven points, so we got to do a better job finishing uh, defensively. You know, gave a big play there at the end of the half and, and a couple field goals, but still need to play better on third down and and um, obviously getting the ball back there at the end of the game. So um, not enough good things to win. A couple bad plays really, really hurt us. Um, need to finish some drives better and both sides of the ball and, you know, make an impact plan to keep the game somewhere. Briggs, I know when Keith and I heard that, we mm-hmm. were like, huh, that's interesting. You've played for Bill Belichick. You heard him inside and outside the locker room. Mm-hmm. What do you make of Bill's analysis of the Miami game, especially right afterwards? Well, I think it's more about like, all right, we are not good enough to overcome any mistakes. Like, we're not that type of team. And somebody, I don't know who that is, has to step up and make a big play. And But I don't know if they have the personnel to do that. That becomes the biggest issue. When you look at that game, Miami had the personnel to throw Jalen Waddle a slant and let him catch it and just run with it, right? I mean, I don't think there's anything they could have did on that because uh, Bentley wasn't getting to him. Even if he had, even if uh, Jalen Waddle had a flag, he still would have been able to grab that mm-hmm. thing. So I think when you look at New England, I think the biggest thing Bill's saying is we are not good enough to overcome sack, strip, fumble, scoop scores. Well, I just don't like how he writes it off like, oh, a couple of plays, that's what really skewed the game. It's like, well, most games kind of come down right. to a couple of plays. So if you eliminate the touchdowns, we're right in it, right? If you take away the two <laughs> scoring plays that they had, it's a tie game. It's like, well, that also works the flip side. Like right. the next week, if they, if they happen to win today, you take away, hopefully there's a big play by the defense or a big play by Kendrick Bourne who will discuss or something like that. If you take those away... Maybe you don't win. So it just seems like more excuse-making to me Mm -hmm. or more kind of like polishing up the performance. Because overall, it was not good. Right. It was not a good game. And he's making it sound like, well, you know, two things and and we probably win the game. That's why I went into, I think it might sound like that to 
us like an excuse. Mm-hmm. But if you really dig and deep dive what he's really saying, I think he's really saying our team is not good enough to make mistakes and win any game. So it's almost one of those things where it's like it's a few plays here and there, but we don't have the capability to overcome those few yeah. mistakes that we make. You know what I mean? So yep. I think that's the biggest thing with this football team. You're just not – you don't have enough talent or whether it's in the players or coaching designing up plays to overcome um, a few mistakes. Those right. few few plays here because you could say that about every game. Every game. Every game there's always like two or three plays you go – that's the reason. But it, you're right, like with Tom Brady, and not to always go back to that, but if you give up a bad play on defense, it's not the end of the world because guess right. what? The offense can pick you up. You don't or have vice that. versa. Right. You know, you're like, all right, we'll score a touchdown the next drive. Right. Or you're probably, you can't rely on that. And you don't year. have, like, right, you don't have that guy on defense that can go over there and create a problem that yeah. might turn into a sack, strip, fumble, or a key interception. So it's more about, I think it's just more about how this team, they they're in a position where, they have to almost be perfect mm-hmm. in order to win football games. So in a way, was that a message to the group? Because then they would have been able to contextualize right. that, you know, this isn't normally the way. Normally, Bill, it's the, well, wasn't good enough, wasn't good enough, wasn't good enough, wasn't good enough. Everybody's got to do better, yada, yada, yada. And instead it was, you know, he he's basically saying, Kyle Duggar, if you make that tackle, instead of whiffing on Waddle, we give up a field yeah, goal instead Kyle of Duggar a touchdown. Yeah, but Kyle Duggar wasn't making that tackle anyways. The way he was coming downhill and the way Waddle was going, it wouldn't matter. No, but that's the whole point is that when you're the deep safety, you can't commit that hard. And that's where, you know, that's where, like, losing Adrian Phillips turned into a big deal because you started to move people around. And I like Kyle Duggar in the box. I don't like Kyle Duggar on about, the back end. How about you cover him, Jalen Mills, right? It's man-to-man coverage, and he's running a slant route, you know, or a skinny post or whatever you want to call it. Like, you should be aware of that. It's fourth and seven. I went back and looked at that thing on the All-22 and kept rewinding it because people were ripping Duggar. And I was like, let me really see. Now, and then Bentley and Duggar, neither one of them would have grabbed his flag. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, that he was clear to the he end He was zone gone, there. Yeah. and it was more about, like, Jalen Mills can't give up that easy of a play. But I think it's more about Bill getting those guys to understand when you start to say, well, you know what, it's a couple plays here or there. Maybe he's trying to give them the confidence because he knows that this football team doesn't have the luxury of like you brought up, Rich, they don't have the Tom Brady. Oh, they're down 14 mm-hmm. points or 17 points. I don't worry about it. Number 12 will come on there, boom, boom, take them down a couple drives. You don't have that luxury no more. Not it, only, just to go back to the, not only was it fourth down, but there's 18 seconds or whatever it is on the clock. Like that's right. also one where even if they pick up the first down, you're probably at least holding them to a field goal. Right. And so just the, the situational awareness. And the same Even thing you if you hold to a field other. goal there, you're still losing the game. That's the you're other thing, too. You're going to lose the like, game, that, but it's not quite as That's uh, the three kind of parse words with Bill there on the whole, well, it was a couple of plays. Well, if you only well, give no, up a field true. goal yeah. there, okay, so it's 17-7. to That's a final score, yeah. not 20 But I don't knock the defense as much because I think the defense wasn't great, but they were good enough to – offensively, if you were able to do something on that side of the football, they were good enough to put you in a position where you could have an opportunity to win this football game. Give up 10 points. I just look at this offense. I don't know about you guys, but I look at this offense, and whether it's from play calling, personnel, your quarterback play. Uh, O-line play. O-line the play. Across the board. I just think yeah. this offense is really, really average 
at best everywhere. Well, we're below get, average in a lot of spots. Well, okay. we're going to get to the yeah. offense coming up because we do need to talk about this matchup, which is the Patriots at the Steelers. How about this? Patriots are now minus two and a half. So it started minus one. Then it creeped up. Then it came back. Then it was holding it two. And now it's Patriots minus two and a half. So the Sharps that are out there. Yeah, they were all on the path at the beginning. There's a big handle in terms of the Patriots today. There aren't as many tickets written on the Pats based on what you read out there from the uh, gambling degenerati. But the cash. But the cash yeah, is yeah. on New England. Some mm-hmm. people are kind of uh, going in heavy. And Wiggs Steelers win, but they got to go to overtime right. in a game where they're on the road and they get five turnovers, right. and they still need a field goal at the buzzer. So I think that's kind of being held against them, just in terms of the gambling world. But uh, Steelers are one and zero, and I think they're I think they're in that whole New England Miami group where it's like looking around and being like, okay, what are we right mm-hmm. now? They're happy to get a win. But what did you see from that Steeler game in week one against Cincinnati that stood out to you, if anything? I, I, I saw, man, how worse can Cincinnati couldn't have played any worse, right? Joe Burrow, his first game actually playing, it seemed like, you know, with his old appendectomy there. Yeah, yeah, You know, right. being out the whole <laughs> right. training camp and not any preseason. And then Cincinnati still has a chance to win that football game. I think Pittsburgh is is similar to you in the sense where both of your quarterbacks have giant question marks. Like I, w- I would take Mac over Trubisky, but that's not saying much. Right. Um, then you lose T.J. Watt. Najee Harris is kind of dealing with a foot injury. Their skill pl- position players, like they don't have that one guy. So they're similar to you. And I think when you look at this football team, you're probably getting the minus two for New England because of the quarterback. I mean, that's the that's the way I see it. And the other injuries that Pittsburgh is dealing with. Yeah, I think both teams are kind of similar where their defense is probably going to keep you in games or give you a chance to right. win. It's just, are you going to get anything out of the offense? And I think Pittsburgh has a couple more skill guys. Like, I think Deontay Johnson's mm-hmm. better than any receiver. Chase Claypool's probably better than any receiver. And I'd rather have Najee Harris. Right. But you got Mitch Trubisky pulling the strings until they finally give it to, to Kenny Pickett. It's amazing to think... The Steelers' defense scored a touchdown, had five turnovers, seven sacks. Right. They blocked a kick on special teams, and yet Almost they, had lost. To, they had to go to overtime, and they barely scraped by. So they were doing everything they possibly could for their offense, and their offense couldn't take advantage of it. And, yes, Cincinnati's better than Miami, but still, I don't think there's really a lot to love Miami when it comes try- to Pittsburgh. Miami was trying to give you that game. My, Tua a few oh, times. Yeah. Yeah. Like, here, come back in it. And yeah, like, I know I'm the getting... The Miles Bryant yeah. deflection lives. Tua's like, well, I know I'm going to... It looks like I'm getting sacked here. Let me yeah. just throw the ball anyways. Let's see if anybody wants it. So, yeah, Miami was trying to give you that game. I think when you look at the... You, you're right. These are two teams that are very similar to mm-hmm. each other. I, w- I, would, I would agree with you that skill position-wise... I would take Clay, uh, Claypool yeah. over anybody you have, yeah. and, and same with Najee. But when you look at when you look at what you are on offense, and um, I heard uh, Dan Olowski talking about this, you know, about like the play calling and some of the mm. the designs and having three receivers in the same area and calling the same three plays mm-hmm. in the first nine plays, like that to me shows 
Like, that's almost like high school offense. Right. Where uh, my kid plays in high school, and I go to the game, and I'm like, okay, they're running that play. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're calling it from the stands. Yeah, exactly. Like, yep, yep. Like, here comes this play. They run two routes, a hitch, and a goal. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Yeah, it's not we, ideal. Yeah, and so. I disagree with him, by the way. I, I, I And I said that on the air this week mm-hmm. whenever Orlovsky said that. Like, because my, my TV breakdown for the little show that I do, it was all the different ways they were using Jonu Smith, and they were moving him around all over the mm-hmm. place. And I thought, I didn't think, uh, I didn't think that was completely accurate on the passing concepts. However, that's going to be sort of that. The, the worry for me is those are slow to kind of come along, it feels like. You know, mm-hmm. you got Jonu running like short routes, but. You know, you have the short guy, you get the media, the intermediate guy, and then maybe you have a deep guy. If Tyquan Thornton was supposed to be that dude, there's nobody else to replace him unless it turns into Kendrick Bourne. But be that as it may, I kind of mm-hmm. quibble with Orlovsky a little bit, mm-hmm. but no one can sit here and say that the Patriots' offense looked good right. last Sunday. It's just it, it, it's impossible to be able to, to do anything like that with a straight face. And maybe the Patriots catch one of the first breaks like they did last year. And I know, Rich, you and I talked about it during the week. Last year. Well, yeah. here's T.J. Watt. Right, right. He's now out. That's a massive blow to the Steeler defense. They still got guys who can get after him. Yep. You got to deal with Fitzpatrick and you got to deal with Hayward. Mm-hmm. But, boy, no T.J. Watt. Boy, uh, it's a lot easier Matt for Patricia the Matt Patricia slept line. better this yep. week. 100% so did Mac Jones. Right. So did either Trent Brown Well, he or was getting Isaiah acupuncture, Wynn. Mac Jones. By the way, they <laughs> showed him walking in the building and yeah. he was upright. He so. was upright, yep. I don't think he had a tummy ache anymore, so that was a good sign. No trots, no back nope. issue. All Here good we there. Go. I would just like to see innovation from the offense. Like, yeah. I, you know, innovation. I wouldn't was, hold your breath. You mean like motion shifts, well, things I, I like that? I would say, like, if you're going to run a play, motions, shift, yep. different personnel groupings, different people out there that you go, wait a second, okay, it might be the same concept, but guess what? Now you might have the tight end out out in the specific position running the same route that the wide, wide mm. receiver just ran. So th- that type of stuff. Mm. Creating stuff where you go, man, look at this offense. You don't know what they're doing. Not you're like, all right, they ran the same three plays because those like, and I heard Olowski say, those guys get paid too to know like, all right, and they're looking at you, and the way that they look mm-hmm. at it on the defense side of the football, it's like, okay, formations. Formations give us the the, the, the tendencies and what they like to do. And so now you have to maybe window dress those formations, start in one formation and motion into that formation or flip the field or whatever it is. Charlie Weiss. Yeah, I just feel like you don't, you're not doing that. It's like basic lineup here. It's like lineup, let's go play football. And it's this basic concept that after a couple of, after the first series defensively, they go, oh, we know exactly what they're doing. Uh, Charlie Weiss, that was his deal, right? Mm-hmm. And you play, it was shifts, it was motions, right. it was you line up in one formation, and right. here comes the first signal, and everybody shifts and moves, and then you're handing the ball off to Kevin Falk. And, right, right. right. And, it would, but, and as silly as it seems, right. that stuff does matter. Or, or we would run a specific pass play out of one personnel group, and then we'd run the same pass play out of a different form, uh, personnel group. So now teams are like, okay, we're giving them a different personnel look out there, and we're making it easy on the quarterback because we're starting to define the defense for them. If we got a tight end or a running back lined up out, out wide, the quarterback's going to know, okay, if they keep the corner out there, there's probably a pretty good chance they're playing zone coverage. It's uh, This is a fascinating game on both sides, quite honestly, because for Pittsburgh – 
they can go 2-0 and in the AFC if they get a win today over New England. And if you're New England, it's just getting back to par and hoping that you can then manage the next two weeks against Baltimore, who plays Miami, and then Green Bay, who has their own offensive issues, but they're created differently, and we will get yeah. into that. They got a guy named Aaron Rodgers back there. So. <laughs> well, they do. It's a little bit easier for him. Uh-huh. Well, kind of. When you don't show up to uh, OTAs with a whole new group of wide receivers, and then you talk like you did coach those right. guys up after game one, he's a part of the issue out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but he got his $50 million and he's right. happy. And But in that game, I'd rather have Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback. Oh, no question. <laughs> <Yes>. No question. <laughs> Uh, we will get to the offensive improvements. Um, at 10.45, I wrote in, Keith, fantasy football mess. We're two weeks into the NFL That's year. And if you're That's trying it. to manage your fantasy team, God bless you. Tom Curran will be aboard at 11 o'clock. We will get into the Patriots defense and, of course, uh, examine some of uh, the guys who know New England on their coaching staff. We will go through uh, week two of the NFL and, of course, our picks right before we hand it off to Red Sox pregame at 1235. Here's Ethan. He's got our trending on NFL Sunday. Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. This trending is brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi. That's Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. Trending now at WEI and WEI dot com. Week two of the NFL upon us as the Patriots get set to face off with the Steelers in Pittsburgh today at 1 p.m. Patriots, a surprising minus two and a half favorites over under is currently set at 40 and a half. Be sure to tune in immediately after the Red Sox game and you can catch the Six Rings post game show with Fitzy and Hart following that Patriots game. And if you want more NFL content from WEI, Sunday night football coverage starts at 7.30 p.m. with the live broadcast of the game set for kickoff at 8.20 p.m. Better plug the Gresh show after that, Ethan. Coming <laughs> this, on right that's, afterwards. That's from Ken. That's from Thank Ken. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Very good. The Red Sox got blown out by the Royals yesterday, 9-0 with the Sox pitching staff letting up a total of 15 runs when it was all said and done. Red Sox wrap up this four-game series with the Royals this afternoon with the first pitch set for 1.35 p.m. And you can, of course, catch the pregame show with Mike Antonellis at 12.35 p.m. right here on the Shaws and Star Market Red Sox Network. And then a better weekend for college football in Boston as opposed to last weekend. BC bouncing back from their loss to Virginia Tech last weekend with a decisive win over Maine 38-17 yesterday. And after back-to-back blowout losses, UMass Amherst manages to pull off a 20-3 win over Stony Brook in their home opener to move to 1-2. I'm Ethan Hirsadulu, and that's what's trending at WEEI and WEI.com. We will look at the Patriots' offense. How do they improve? What do they do? No time Montgomery. How do they get Kendrick Bourne in? That's next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. There was a meeting prior to the Carolina Panthers game that he was just a smidge late to that I think, you know, I was told that resulted in the benching that night. All of those things, I think, combined have landed him in Matt Patricia's doghouse. But are we talking about somebody who's gotten sideways with a particular coach and Belichick wants to give Matt the latitude to make his own decisions on how he proceeds? Or are we talking about a guy who's an active pain in the ass? I don't know, but we're looking at a guy whose production and the fact that he was in mothballs on Sunday certainly caught the eye of the owner, from what I understand. And I'd be surprised if he stays down for much longer. That is Tom E. Curran with Gresham Keefe's with us each and every Tuesday. He's also with uh, Marloni Fourier and Mego at 4.30 on Thursdays. Here on WEEI, Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston. He will be with us at 11 a.m. to talk about this Steeler game, but... Uh, Robert Kraft noticing no Kendrick Bourne. And I do think that there still is, Rich, that unanswered part of the question. Is Kendrick Bourne in, I don't even care whose doghouse, is Kendrick Bourne not getting playing time because he's viewed as a pain in the ass or because he committed, I would say, crimes against the team. Too, he was too loud on Instagram. Well, he wasn't ready for practice reps. He didn't practice hard or practice well. Can't figure out which is which, and I don't know if today's playtime will give us any answers. It has to be one of those things because it can't be the player, and it can't be picking up the offense because guess what? He was playing in the offense before any of these other guys were. It can't be his rapport with Mac Jones because we know that one's good. Yep. It can't be... Just the two tight end sets, because nobody's saying Kendrick Bourne should have played 100% of the snaps, mm-hmm. right? He didn't do that ever last year, but he played way more. And whether he's the third receiver on those sets or even cracking the lineup when they, they occasionally would go four receiver sets, the fact that little Jordan Humphrey got called up from the practice squad the day before and even got one extra snap over Kendrick Bourne who had a 41-yard catch, the biggest play in the game. He was only on the field for two plays, and one of them was the biggest play of the game. So he never only played two snaps all last year, Wiggy. So mm-hmm. it feels like it's just further punishment from, I guess, getting thrown out of a practice, being late to a game, and stuff that he did in the preseason seems to have carried over into the regular season. Well, you you look at this offense, right? And just, just by looking at what they did, so... They are mainly now going back to more of a two tight end set. So if yeah. they're going to do that, then that means there's only going to be two guys on the field. And it seemed like those two guys were Devontae Parker and Jacoby Myers. And then the third guy in when they went with the three wide receiver set was Nelson Aguilar. 
So you got to figure that they must view Kendrick Bourne or he must have done something that they're like, well, we'd rather Aguilar play more than you. Right? Which, uh, yeah, you might be right, but don't you feel like that's a mistake? Well, I mean, I do. Because I, coming into the season, I thought Kendrick Bourne would, would be their most dynamic yeah. or explosive wide receiver in the sense based off of what he did last year. Yeah. But once you go against the grain and you start, you know, not buying into the system or you start, you know, chirping about mm-hmm. your how many snaps you're getting or you're not getting enough balls, like if those things become – Things that coaches see. It's one thing to do that on your own when it don't get back to the coach. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. When you're, you're, you're pillow talking with your lady and you're complaining about <laughs> what you're getting. But you're you're coming across as like, you know what, the model citizen. But if they're starting to see this and hear this and whispers are getting back that you're disgruntled, the way Bill operates, Bill ain't having that. Mm-hmm. Bill's going to be like, all right, well, you know what? We don't need you, mm-hmm. even though you they they need you. But <laughs> right. in Bill's mind, is like I'm not gonna put a guy who's disgruntled ahead of the team in his opinion because then he he believes that could lead to mm-hmm. more guys going the Kendrick Bourne route. Uh, I'm looking at some of the uh, the lineup combinations, mm-hmm. and Ty Montgomery was still counted by the NFL as a wide receiver, yeah. even though he was playing running back. So it said that the Patriots ran some four wide receiver yeah. sets, but they really weren't true four no. wide receiver sets. And with Montgomery going down, is that a way to get Bourne more involved? Is it as simple as being able to Montgomery's out? We can maybe slide born into some of those plays that but Ty would, Montgomery got. I think yes, but I would even ask: Does Jacoby Myers and Devontae Parker have to play every snap? Like those guys aren't Justin Jefferson and Adam right. Thielen. So right. if you want to mix it up a little bit, add a little different element to the offense, I could see Kendrick Bourne even playing in two wide receiver sets. Like they don't right. have anybody good enough. That's like, oh, you got to have him on the field. Well, all the here's time. what's interesting too. So it was eleven plays because since we're talking about sort of the the makeup of the Jimmys and the Joes, right? Mm-hmm. It was two tight end sets with Parker, Myers, and Harrison there for eleven snaps. So those guys were on the field for eleven of the fifty six plays, right? Right. The next, in terms of usage, it was the offensive line, Henry, and then it was Parker, Aguilar, Montgomery, and Myers. Mm-hmm. But Montgomery was really the running back. He wasn't yeah, yeah, the fourth yeah. wide receiver. No. Right. no Ramondre Stevenson thrown in there either. And when you start to look down in terms of like the lineup combinations, it was Damian Harris getting in there with those guys a lot. So it does make me wonder... Does it open it up more for Stevenson? Is this where you get born in there? Or do they just say, all right, half the time we've had two tight ends on the field. Mm -hmm. Now we might have to cut that down to 30% where the two tight ends are on the field to be able to mix it up even more. Like, where does Maddie P turn? I just think Bourne's in the doghouse. I mean, it has not, you know, however you want to shake up the personnel or however you want to. Do you think it was a one-game doghouse to send a message, or do you think it's just because, I mean, who's in the doghouse all year? If somebody's in the doghouse all year, don't you cut or trade that player? Yeah, you like, would that's think what so. that's called. No, like, Nikhil Harry felt like he just, was in the doghouse. No, you know, you know, <laughs> he what, stunk. You know, <laughs> you know what this kind of reminds me of, but it isn't there yet um, because of the player. And I think, you know, Kendrick Bourne is doing everything he's supposed to do, or he's saying all the right things, at least publicly. Yeah. This reminds me a lot of the Michael Bennett situation. Ooh. Who ultimately? Who ultimately like played? Had to go. Got in the doghouse. Right. 
got less and less and less and less snaps, and then ultimately got traded. Now, I know he had, like, kind of the shouting match with uh, uh, Bailsmer at the time, who was one of the assistant coaches, um, and it was a little bit more of a verbal con- uh, confrontation between him and the coach. Now, we don't see that, or at least it doesn't look like that with Nelson, I mean, with uh, Kendrick Bourne, but I think more of the doghouse thing is because remember, Michael. But he got suspended for a game by the team. Right. Born hasn't gotten suspended. No, because there was a, a, a confrontation with him yeah. and the coach. Yeah, yeah. But remember the crux of Michael Bennett's displeasure. It was about the way they utilized him. And that was the. But wasn't he more public with it? Like he was. when they talked to him in the post game or they talked to him in one of the locker rooms. And I remember we might have been doing the show together yep. at the time. And I was like, he's not going to make it through the season. Like just the way he was talking. It was uh, it was almost too honest for how right. they like it with the Patriots. Kendrick Bourne, I think a lot of us are sort of assuming how he feels, but the few times he sat in front of his locker, mm-hmm. he just said, "Well, I must not be doing what the coaches want to see. You know, I'm doing everything I can." Blah, but blah, is blah. that like? Is does that come across as like sarcastic to them? I didn't. Well, to I don't them. know how they view it. Right, right. You know, it's I like, think he he sounded pretty like he catches sincere. the ball. He catches the ball. Yeah. And what's he do? What's he put up? Uh, one. The one. one set. Like, no, I would say on the field, he acted more to the point where the team, the, the coaches wouldn't like it. But publicly and in front of the media, I think he but, handled it the best way he could. But when you act like that on the field. Yeah, they remember that. Who sees it? The yeah, media they, sees it, right? Everybody, everybody the, sees it. Everybody sees it, to, yeah. right? And then the questions are brought up. What happened? Why yeah. didn't you play? But then when you're putting up the one snap, you, all, you already know what you're referencing. And then when you kind of say, you know, like, well, you know what? Coaches are doing what the coaches. I mean, you know that comes off as a little sarcastic. How much you, does he play today? Oh man, you can either go. Don't have to go snap. Go percentage of snaps because we have no idea how many snaps. I would, yeah, I that's I what we were trying to figure. I out. would still. I would say he plays less than twenty five percent. Ooh, interesting. That's my number. I'm, I'm going, right around I'm in the twenty to twenty five percent range. I think thirty percent. Now, the one reason I have pause on that is because what Curran told us during the week about how Robert Kraft was not thrilled with it, and I can't see Belichick and Patricia just saying, oh, you want him to play? We'll play him. Like right. I can see them being like, well, this right. is what we think is best. That's why I said and less than 20%. Take it. No, you might be right, but part of me is also saying they scored one touchdown last week, and with the exception of a couple of drives, the offense looks awful, so they need to do something different. And there's nobody else. There's no... Oh, so and so was hurt, and now he's back. Nope, that was their team last week, and they just chose not to play. Well, he, yeah, he, and and I, I'll give you credit. He had the one play, but I think they might look at it like, and I think maybe some people look at it like, does Bourne make you that much better? Uh, well, no, he's not incredible, but <laughs> but if you look at his numbers last year with Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we made the same point during the week. He's well, there, not the best receiver in the league, but he might be the best receiver on the team. There's a texter might, yeah. There's a texter who sent in, before the season started, the Patriots had no wide receivers. Now mm-hmm. Kendrick Boards, like he said, Jerry Rice. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's true. And, and when, I, when I say, like, I think he's your most dynamic wide receiver. Yeah. Your best wide receiver is probably Jacoby Myers in the sense where he's the most consistent, they de- dependable. That kind of thing. But I do believe that Kendrick Bourne is your most dynamic. You could do a lot of different things with him. He's a guy, like, it seems like he can run after catch. He can make the deep ball plays. So I, I do agree with you on that. But I think my question is, from the 
the mindset of Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia, do they look at Kendrick Bourne and go, oh, we need him? Uh, I don't no. think they do. <laughs> they <laughs> no, probably they... don't. But then again, do I really trust Matt Patricia to be able to, you know. But even Bill Belichick. This is a Bill thing. Don't you think, Wiggs? Oh, yes. Like Matt, Patri- Matt Patricia doesn't get to have a doghouse. <laughs> no, no, See, no, no. I think he, no, he shouldn't. I think he does. And I think as long as he has uh, good enough reasons and he presents it to Bill. Bill will sign off but on see, it. Bill think, probably feels the same but way. But I think but. Bill knows those reasons. Like, yeah, yeah, Bill, yeah, no, I know. Bill he is, sees it too. Yeah, Bill is so plugged in. It's it's like it, it's the the infamous um, Bill Belichick story with Lawrence Taylor. Mm-hmm. When Bill goes to – Belichick goes to Parcells and goes, hey, listen, LT was late for the meeting today. And then, you, I don't know if you ever heard yeah, this Yeah, Parcells story. is like, then why'd you start? Yeah, then why'd you start the meeting on time? <laughs> right? You wait for LT. Right. Yeah. So, like, it was almost like Parcells didn't know that LT was late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I think Bill has a better knowledge of knowing, like, okay, here's what's going on in that locker room. Who do you think Mac Jones's favorite receiver is on the team? Jacoby Myers. Interesting. Yeah. See, I think it's born. I think from last year... The whatever the stat was, like his QB rating was one thirty two and throwing to Bourne. Bourne had a higher the completion percentage to Bourne was higher than any other besides running backs mm-hmm. was higher than any of the other receivers, higher than any of the tight ends. Like he seemed to have a really good rapport with Kendrick Bourne. I know Myers had a bunch of catches, right? But Myers is also very limited, like, right? Right? No, it. no, Myers I, I agree with you, limited, I, yeah. but I don't think it's no. But you're right. I mean, Myers, I don't think it's by Myers. much. You know yeah, what I mean? Okay. It's like right. a photo finish. Like right? I could argue Henry in the red area. You know? Yeah, but because, he gets like yeah. two, two grabs a game. I, I almost feel like if, if if Mac looked and he had Myers on one side and he had Bourne on the other side, I think that he would be like, all right, they're both equal. Like I would go either way, mm-hmm. but maybe he might feel like. Um, Myers might be a little bit more consistent when it comes to catching, and, and I. But it's like a photo finish. It's not, yeah, it's not, it's not real. It's not like a huge, huge thing. Mm-hmm. But I think the separation from them two to everybody else is probably a giant gap. Right, because Myers had uh, what twenty eight more catches than Bourne last year, but he only had sixty more yards. Right. So, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just he's very limited and he had less touchdowns. I think he I think he looks at like if he says, All right, who's likely to make a bigger play? Born. Born. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I bet Mac Jones is probably like born. Mm-hmm. But if I had to throw it into double coverage or a tight window, who's more likely to make the mm-hmm. the catch? He probably might lean toward Jacoby Myers. But you're talking about, you know, yeah. a photo finish there. I think that's the biggest thing. It's and when you look at when you look at this situation. I think it is a Bill and a Matt Patricia thing, and I feel like they look at Bourne like we don't necessarily need mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's why I don't think. And then if Kraft is putting his finger hand in, and I'm like you, I think they even take the approach. That's not going to help. They won't care. Nope. And I said he might this play whenever, less than he played last week. And and you know there was a lot of the wow, that's so salacious, and it's a big story. Well, is it because? What's the real ramification? Like, do we think RKK mm. is going to be like, you know what, Bill? You didn't play Kendrick Bourne. Right. You're fired. What happens? Yeah, let me he... let me write you a seventy million dollar check for the rest of your contract because you didn't play Kendrick freaking Bourne. But what like, happens if he plays Bourne a lot? What does then that show the team and show people? 
Oh, what, that crafts calling the shots? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, could, kinda, they, could they disguise right? it under the it wasn't good enough, so that's why we're giving him more reps kind of nope. thing? Because there's no way they were like, you know, guys, everything was okay down there offensively. We'll just tighten a few things nope. up. Or maybe one game Normally, was the they punishment. would make changes. Maybe yeah, that but, was the punishment, but the, possibly? No, yeah. but, but doesn't the... The insertion of craft yeah. already it, it by him inserting himself. This looks like no if he plays a lot. It looks like craft was the reason why he played. Yeah, yeah but, but he, if they win, it doesn't matter. But craft also didn't hold a press conference and Correct. demand it. Like, no, he, like, like word got out that he. But said that's that. like, I know, been, no, but it also it's not the same as him going on NFL Network bingo. and being like, you know, who needs to play is Kendrick. Ward. If he walks by Bill and does the hey, where yeah. was Kendrick this past week? Like that's right, but the, the, that's that's the owner noticing it, but it not turning into. But the reports a federal, are, But the you know, reports are already out there, though. Right, we're, it's already out into the ether that Robert Kraft went to Bill, whether it was just to ask Bill a question. Right, so from the 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 view of the public opinion, all right, is that if Bourne plays a lot, this was Kraft inserting himself mm. in Bill. That that's just that is the view. I, there's no way you can tell. Oh, me no, it. you're right. I think I think if Bourne plays a lot, it'll mm-hmm. look like Kraft got his way. Well, right. you don't he, know if it's a coincidence or if it's just that because he yeah, already yeah, inserted yeah, I himself. Agree with that. I agree. With there's that. already too many reports out there. We're thinking he's going to play about a quarter of the snaps. If he's out there, seventy five percent minus injury, then okay, I think that does change the narrative. But if Kendrick Bourne just gets a little uptick and he ends up getting fifteen of you know sixty plays or whatever, but if he gets fifteen, of that's 60, not the end of the world. Yeah, like, but to, to me, that is a natural evolution of if, getting the guy back in. But if he gets if he gets fifteen of sixty plays, that's less than twenty five percent, right? So now we're looking at really that's still not a lot for one of your one of your better receivers. So last week or uh, last season, week two against the Jets, he played in fifty four percent of the snaps, and then the following week, week three, went up to seventy six percent of the snaps. That was the high water mark was seventy six. But he, he was, was up and down. Right? He was, but still, like the lowest he would be was thirty percent. Like playing two snaps was so insane for him. That's what it was. Is that it dropped off to a point to where you were like. Alarmed. Yeah, you might, not, you might not know that it was two. But, but what was yes. his, his, I bet his average number throughout the whole season was f- above 50%. Or right I think it was right there. Right around 50%. Right there. But probably. that's not bad, though. If you get 30, no. if there's 60 snaps in a game, I and as I can a, do the math on that. Right. The if, there, if, yeah. if, there's, if there's 60 snaps in a game, and he's as getting a, 30. That's not bad at all at any position, whether it's wide receiver or tight end. That's a lot of snaps. But if there's 60 snaps in a game, and you're getting 15 or 12, you're basically you're not playing. I mean, that's basically you're you're you. That's like the that's not even a reserve role. That's like the third man, the third stringer getting a couple snaps just to give guys a blow. I was gonna say, I think Ramondre Stevenson ended up around thirty, what thirty five percent of the snaps or something like that. There, it is going to be the evolution of the offense. We will. He played uh, in fourteen snaps out of. Ramondre Stevenson. Stevenson. Right, but that's not a lot of snaps. No, I know, but that's the thing is that if we think that guy's a key contributor and he only got that many snaps, then is it, is it just slow evolution? Do they look at it after the game and go, oh, F, we, we should have got him in more. You Counting know? the playoff game, Bourne mm-hmm. played in 18 games last year and he averaged uh, 52% of the snaps. 
Uh, the low was the game that they ran mm-hmm. nonstop Buffalo. against Buffalo. They right. didn't throw it at all, right. so they didn't really need Bourne. So that's kind of an outlier. So it's probably even a little bit higher. Like the normal right. gameplay would be a little bit higher, but and still that 52%. It's good. So last week they had, what was it 60 offensive snaps? F- f- 56, 56 last week. Okay. Yep. So he so would have been in in 20, 28 of them, let's yeah, say. That's almost, two. Yeah, that's almost. Yeah, I mean, that's there's a massive difference. So to, if he jumps back up to 50%, do you think that is a craft thing? That, that looks like a craft I, thing. It, it all depends. If you're running a lot of three and four wide receiver sets the way Josh McDaniels did, then I can buy it. Because remember, McDaniels only put those two tight ends on the field for under 25% of the time. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to continue to jam the tight ends in there, you might have to adjust that right, number top, a little yeah. bit based on who's now who's now calling the plays. We didn't even get into Brian Flores. We'll get into that because up next here on NFL Sunday, oh boy, fantasy football messes everywhere. We'll try to help you make some decisions next. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Oh, if you play fantasy football, you've probably got a problem or at least a couple of problems on your roster. It is NFL Sunday. Gresh Keefe and Wiggy with you. We got you until Red Sox baseball. Pre-game comes your way at 1235 on the Shaw's and Star Market, WEEI Red Sox Network. And uh, Keefe, among the many things that fantasy players are going to have to figure out today, let's start here. George Kittle, very questionable. Out. Last week, they were all. He's out. So they yeah. did because I know that uh, I, I saw that Ian Rappaport had the, hey, he's fighting an uphill battle. But then again, yeah, Kittle. Yeah, I think he's still listed as questionable. <laughs> yeah, we'll have, uh, for the 1 o'clock games, we'll have the injury. Inactives, inactives coming up. Inactives at 1130. But uh, I know Schefter said early, early this morning 
Uh, still listed as questionable, but Kittle not expected to play. Uh, so in Jacksonville, they're going to split carries between James Robinson and Travis Etienne, which is exactly what you want to hear as an owner of both of those guys. Yeah, James Robinson, I think, uh, who was really good last year, had like a nice, as bad as Jacksonville was. James yep. Robinson was solid. Then he had a, a brutal injury and weren't sure how quick he was going to be back. And in week one, he was the better play. He was better than Etienne. I think both are going to be solid, though, this year. Mm-hmm. It's tricky. All these shared backfields are obviously tough, but... Uh, both those guys, I think that offense should be better than it was last year, so they could be both good plays. Uh, so uh, Dak Prescott out, Cooper Rush in. So not only there is the Cooper Rush is a quarterback that would be available in your league, and if you have to go that far, God bless you, but also what happens to the other talent in the Dallas offense that is affected by not having Dak Prescott in there? That whole Cowboys offense, I think you got to just punt on you got a junket for I, now i would i mean unless you're right you, unless your roster stinks so bad like certainly in daily fantasy you're staying away from all the cowboys and even in year-long leagues you know you probably drafted ezekiel elliott or cd lamb relatively high their value takes a huge hit without dak prescott so. oh, yeah i would agree with you uh and i had big hopes for zeke elliott i really wanted him in our aggression keith league yeah mm-hmm. now and now i dodged a bullet there yeah. Um, Do you think, but now without Dak being out, they lean more on Zeke? Well, they're going to try. I think the defense also will lean more yes. on Zeke. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I guess. It's like, oh, okay, all you can do now is run the ball. So, uh, yeah, I think Dallas is going to struggle for It a is. Bit. Cooper yeah. freaking rush. Yeah. Uh, Julio Jones apparently banged his knee, I guess, during the week, and now he is a game-time decision for what is turning into the uh, Tampa Bay trash bags. I they mean, are all hurt. Every guy's Lord. hurt. So, Brady, Chris Godwin's already out, out. Mm-hmm. And then Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette look like they're going to play, but they were missing practice this week. They're both listed as questionable. Uh, same with Russell Gage, Julio Jones. He seems like the most game-time decision out of all of them. If he plays, though, I think he has to be elevated to the number two receiver without mm-hmm. without God. Oh, no you, question. You rely a little bit more on him. And then Evans, any game Evans plays, you have to play him because he's always a touchdown threat. And Leonard Fournette has been a really good back since joining Tampa Bay. So if he's out there, you have to you have to play him. So I know the rib cartilage has become an issue with uh, Justin Herbert, who, of course, played in the Thursday night game. And we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later. But apparently Alvin Kamara has a rib cartilage issue as well. He's going to be a game-time decision. That's a guy that a lot of people, I'm sure, are counting yeah. on. Yep. Regardless of who the opponent is, it's still Alvin Kamara. And then I know for me, I've got a real problem because I have uh, DeAndre Swift, the Detroit running back, mm-hmm. who's questionable and it looks like he's going to play, but they said he might be on a snap count. Right. And I know, uh, Keith, you Jamal Williams, Jamal Williams is, is a guy that you like. Uh, I think those guys are going to kind of share carries anyway. Like you right. saw last week, Swift had a ton of yards he and went a touchdown, off. but Jamal Williams took a couple touchdowns from him. Mm-hmm. I think that's the plan, even regardless of health. So Swift looks like he's, first of all, a lot closer to playing than Kamara. I think Kamara might be out. And so everybody said, oh, maybe the Saints could pull an upset on the Bucks. Uh, that's going to be tricky without, without that guy. It's going to be tough. Uh, but yeah, the two Lions backs, kind of similar to the Jaguars backs, although the two Lions guys are probably better. Uh, you can probably play them both, or both are worth you know using because they split it up enough, and there's there's usually enough carries to go around. And then T. Higgins in uh, yeah. Cincinnati, he has a concussion. He's expected to play, mm-hmm. but on a concussion, man, that's a tough one to throw him into your uh, fantasy lineup. I mean, if you need him, it is Cincinnati, it is Joe Burrow, right? And they are going against the Cowboys, and that game. 
Hell, that game could end up getting tilted 21-3, and then they sort of rest T. Higgins to kind of right. take care of him. So it uh, it makes you wonder if he is a, a dicey play. And, Keith, as you it mentioned. It's a 425 game. Yeah. So that one's also tricky That's... if you have a lot of 1 o'clock games because I'm dealing with that one in one league. And so he had a concussion last Sunday. That's a quick turnaround. He missed practice. He also missed a practice due to a personal reason. I guess they cited it as not the concussion. Okay. And so I guess he has progressed through, and uh, he's listed as questionable, and uh, Ian Rappaport says he's expected to play. So... I How guess. much he gives you? I, I right. know. Maybe I know. the concussion wasn't as bad. So maybe, maybe it's one of those things right. where it's like, you know, some guys get like a concussion and then, you know, yeah. they don't have any symptoms or any issues right. and they're able to go out there and play and it doesn't reoccur. What it looks like, yeah. I don't want to go down the road of answering a ton of fantasy questions, Keith, but a texter did send in to 37937. Ayuk, Renfro, or Chark as my flex. He's in a half PPR oh, league. I'd go Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I kind of think so, too. It feels like I think, the, I think, the Raiders uh, need to bounce. But so do the 49ers, by mm, the way. They're on the they spot do. here this week. But I would feel better about Derek Carr throwing it around the trailer. But isn't right there now. supposed to be a ton of rain in San Francisco that they were talking about that? Ooh, so, maybe. So I would definitely go with Hunter, Hunter Renfro. If and they're the, playing uh, Arizona, and they just gave up five touchdowns. And Arizona's right, uh, a Mahomes. mess right now. Uh, they, and yeah. Seattle's going to, obviously, to yeah. San Fran if there are weather issues. And, you know, Trey Lance had issues last week. Mm-hmm. How much of that was the weather because it was a monsoon in Chicago? Or how much of that is Trey Lance? But if there are weather issues again in San Francisco, then you probably would not want to lean mm-hmm. on Ayuk. I would... You know, they're playing in Vegas, so we know the weather's going to be nice. Yep. Uh, yep, we yep. already know that you got Devontae Adams, so Hunter Renthro is going to see a lot of one-on-one coverage or he's going to have the ability mm-hmm. to, to create some issues. So, yeah, and who was the other guy you said? Oh, it was uh, uh, DJ Chark. Chark. Okay, yeah, I'd go with Renthro. Yeah, Renthro. 617-779-7937. Tom Curran joins us next on NFL Sunday. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. 
And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.